Watson's done with Jeopardy. Now it wants to predict your buying behavior. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. IBM's Watson is a computer system that can answer questions posed in natural language. Its most famous appearance to date was on the game show Jeopardy, where it beat two human experts and won a $1 million prize. But it does more than play games. Watson has been deployed in the treatment of lung cancer and in clinical decision support for health care. More recently, it has entered the world of retail. The new Watson Trend app, introduced in November of 2015, was designed to predict buying preferences for the hottest products in consumer electronics, toys, and health and fitness. But the app goes beyond merely identifying trends. It not only reveals what people are purchasing, but why and how they're doing it. Today I'm joined by Justin Norwood, product strategist for the IBM Watson Trend app, who explains how it works, whether it gets things right, and how it might be applied on a broader scale. Specifically, we talk about how the app might aid retailers and brand owners in forging more accurate demand forecasts and staying on top of ever-changing consumer trends. So here is my conversation with Justin Norwood. Justin Norwood, welcome to the program. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. Tell me about the Watson Trend app. What is it? How does it work? Yeah, it's an app on a mobile device. It's available on uh, both iOS and Android. It's also available uh, at ibmwatsontrend.com. And it's an app designed to really harness the collective conversation uh, for consumers as it relates to what's trending uh, in the world of retail. And so we are um, leveraging the Watson technology, which many people are familiar with in the context of its uh, Jeopardy-winning game in 2011. But we're leveraging it in the context of listening to online conversations as it relates to purchase intent, purchase experience, and post-purchase emotion, and um, really distilling that down in aggregate to the top 100 tending products across three categories, which are uh, consumer electronics, toys, and health and fitness. You say it's available on a mobile device, exclusively on mobile devices, not on on computers, PCs, laptops, things like that? It it is available on uh, laptops and and desktop as well. It is available at ibmwatsontrend.com for desktop. And then, of course, you can download it on both both mobile platforms. How does this differ from previous attempts to consolidate information across the Internet? Yeah, well, IBM has this unique capability with Watson – to not only listen to social conversations or digital conversations, rather, but really to understand the meaning, the context, 
and the sentiment behind those conversations. And so what we're able to do is to uh, identify the conversations related to what people are purchasing and not only uncover what's trending, but why, what's really driving the trend and, uh, and where it's going. And in fact, we, we even have a predictive element where we forecast that into the future. For example, this, this holiday season, one of the, uh, the top trending video games was Minecraft. And if you're a listener of the podcast and have a uh, teenage or preteen child, you're probably very familiar with Minecraft, a very popular video game. However, what Watson was able to uncover was that Minecraft was trending, not because of the game itself, but because of a new accessory that debuted. It's called the Game Band. And that accessory allows users of the, or gamers uh, of Minecraft to sync their worlds to their wrist. It's a device that looks like a Fitbit. And it was actually the Game Band that was driving the Minecraft trend. And so we think that being able to uncover the why is so much more powerful than simply alone knowing what's trending. But how do you do that? Is it a question of recognizing natural language, just picking up on conversations that are happening on the Internet in which Watson actually can detect a why in the conversation? Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Watson is probably the foremost natural language processing algorithm out there, and it has the ability, even in multiple languages, to be able to distill exactly what's going on in the context of an online conversation. And so that's that's what we're leveraging. We're certainly looking at the context of purchase. We're looking at the the object of the conversation, the context, the meaning. We're looking at the sentiment of the conversation to understand whether someone is saying positive things, negative things, or or neutral about a a particular topic. And then we're distilling that down into an overall trend score in aggregate for the product. And it's that trend score that we use to measure and rank what are the, uh, the top trends of each day. And in addition to why, you also say you can detect how consumers will shop. You can predict that based on your recognition of what's going on on the Internet, right? Yeah, we've actually been doing that for quite some time through IBM's digital analytics capability. We uh, have been uh, analyzing the nature by which people have been making purchases, particularly digital purchases, for many, many years. And so we've really combined the capabilities as of uh, this past holiday season. We've combined the capabilities of the Watson Trend app, which tells what people are buying and why, with IBM's capabilities through what we've traditionally called benchmark, which tells how people are buying. And one of the big insights in terms of how people were buying this year was really the emergence of not only mobile, but really smartphones as the preferred method of buying. And we saw, we saw mobile traffic overtake desktop on Black Friday this year, which was a big deal. And then we saw on certain days as much as a 70% year-over-year gain in smartphone uh, both traffic and uh, purchases. So there are predecessors to the Watson Trend app at IBM and elsewhere, right? I'm just trying to get an idea of what those predecessors look like and what is the real distinct difference between them and this one. Yeah, you know, I think the the, the past of kind of where we've been has largely been defined by the term digital analytics. And uh, digital analytics primarily focused on things like website hits, clicks, and purchases. And so it was very much uh, the domain of structured data and being able to analyze transactions in the context of how people are purchasing. Now what we're really seeing here with with, uh, applying Watson to the domain of digital analytics is its extension beyond the realm of structured data into the realm of unstructured data and understanding natural language and what people are saying, which is now allowing us to know the why behind what's trending. 
Is there an element, too, of just brute force, the fact that the Watson Trend app just has more computing power than previous ones, or is that not necessarily a big thing? Well, I think certainly advancements in cloud technology and infrastructure certainly makes this much more real-time than it has been in the past. And so, uh, in fact, with the Watson Trend app, we're able to uh, look across, you know, billions of conversations that are happening digitally. We're able to zero in on the tens of millions that are talking about purchases specifically, and we're able to uh, crunch that on a nightly basis and provide that uh, those insights presently to consumers in near real time. I think as we move forward, it's IBM's intent to not only offer that capability in a consumer context, but also to help uh, the retailers and the CPG companies have these insights as well in the context of whether it be innovation for CPG or merchandising, supply chain, and all the way through to marketing on the retail side. How long was this in development? This is really a proof point. Watson Trend is really a proof point of rapid uh, and agile innovation methods. We came up with the idea for Watson Trend in the summer. Ultimately, we initiated as a, as a project towards the end of August, and its development timeline was nine weeks. And so this is really a testament to the this ability to put something out there very, very quickly. And then we've also, in, in the course uh, of since we launched, which we launched on November 18th, we received a lot of feedback from users. Uh, we received feedback certainly on the app stores, but also we created a Facebook page where users could interact with us. And through that interaction, we've been able to rapidly iterate, and we've had at least uh, three or four releases uh, since the launch, which have added new capabilities to the app. Is this artificial intelligence? At IBM, we, we talk a lot about cognitive computing, uh, more so than artificial intelligence. And at IBM, we really define cognitive computing as three things, the ability for uh, a system to be able to understand, reason, and learn. By that definition, there are definitely cognitive components within Watson Trend that allows it to understand these vast amount of data, um, to reason on that data, to, to be able to aggregate it and ultimately identify what's trending. And I think uh, as this moves forward, you'll see increasing capabilities on the learning side that allow us to really personalize these trending products to the individual. And so, um, so there's definitely components of cognitive computing built into Watson Trend, and I only see that increasing over time. What is it about AI that makes you not want to use that term? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that we, we don't want to use that term as much as we've really been the foremost thinkers on the, on the topic of, of cognitive, which is really, to us, that's uh, having computers think like a human. But I think perhaps it's no secret that there are plenty of Hollywood movies that have, have portrayed AI in, in different <laughs> contexts, some positive, some negative, right? Um, but, but, yeah, at IBM, we, we really think of this as cognitive, as computers, really thinking like humans and using it for the benefit of the world. If you think about some of the early commercial applications of Watson, through it won Jeopardy, we applied it at first to healthcare, and we had the oncology advisor. After that, then to the realm of education, and now we're getting into the realm of retail. It's being applied in the, the continent of Africa to really help solve some of the large infrastructure challenges that they have there. And so for us, cognitive is really about applying machine learning and, and in the context of bettering the planet. Yeah, we're no longer afraid to say that computers think, are we? No. IBM's done a study on brand enthusiasm and brand enthusiasts. 
And there's a significant cohort of individuals out there. I think our latest statistics had it at over 30% of brand enthusiasts who really desire personalized interactions with the brands that they buy from, whether that be retailers or CPG companies. And so they're really expecting what we call at IBM, these personalized moments of serendipity. Cognitive is the way that we ultimately see the path toward being able to do those moments of serendipity by design and do it at scale. So having computers that think are really an essential part uh, to the journey of offering these brand enthusiasts the personalization that they so much desire. Now, you appear to be pushing the Watson Trend app, at least initially, as a tool for shoppers, for consumers to understand trends. But it seems to me that it would become an even more valuable tool for manufacturers and retailers. Is that the case? Can this be applied to them, or does that need to be tweaked in order to make it of use to that part of the the world? Well, I would say that in its current iteration, which is absolutely consumer-focused, we still see applications to industry, to to retailers and CPG companies, specifically, I would say, digital marketers. Because to a digital marketer, they're having to create campaigns and, and figure out what product's going to feature on their main page. And so the capabilities that are already embedded in the consumer version can be of use right away to a digital marketer. That said, as we look to the future, it was always our intent to really offer this the same type of capability in a foresight-as-a-service model to both retailers and CPG companies. And I think that that goes well beyond digital marketing. It goes upstream into merchandising, certainly into supply chain, and then I think more broadly into um, marketing even beyond digital as well. Uh, and in order to do that, the foresights are going to have to be greater than what are offered through the, the consumer app today. Today we offer three weeks of foresight. If you think about a CPG company, it takes them roughly 18 months to get a product from an idea uh, onto the shelves of a retailer. And so they're going to need a lot more foresight, and and it is our intent in the year ahead to really bring these foresights that are are currently embedded in the Watson Trend app and expand their time horizon and bring that to uh, to retailers and CPG companies. The last thing I'll say on this, though, is that uh, IBM has been providing these signals for supply chain professionals for many, many years. In fact, we have an offering called the Demand Signal Repository, which uh, takes inputs from various different channels, uh, certainly point of sale and various ERP transactions, but also from loyalty and social and others. And so this Demand Signal Repository has been used by some global CPG brands for many, many years. And so this is not a new area for us. This is really building on that experience that we've had in implementing demand signal repositories and getting even smarter about the way that we detect trends. It does seem that brands today are really struggling with the challenge of how to deal with unstructured data and so-called big data as well. This just sounds like an answer to that. I mean, is that how you view it ultimately down the line? Yeah, we, you know, the idea, the kind of genesis behind Watson Trend is we, we had this thought, which was that as shoppers ourselves, we often use social channels to inform our purchase decisions. For example, uh, I may need to buy a new TV, and, and I personally am not a TV expert, and so I will, I'll go on Facebook and I will ask my friends, who some of which who are TV enthusiasts, you know, what, what brand should I buy? What model? And I typically get pretty good feedback from that. Uh, however, that said, depending on who you are, your social network's usually limited to a few hundred, maybe a few thousand people. And so we really had this idea of what, could, what if we could harness the collective wisdom 
uh, everyone that is speaking uh, on, on digital, whether that be on social or blog or on various other channels, ratings and reviews, and serve that up both to consumers and to industry. And what if we could do that in a way that really enriches both sides of that transaction? And so that's really our thought process behind the Watson Trend app. How do you intend to market it? How do you intend to monetize it? Are you charging consumers for the use of on this mobile device or, or not? No, uh, for the consumer version of the app, we are uh, offering it for free. And of course, we had a big push from a marketing perspective around holiday 2015. And it got a lot of great reception from both consumers as well as from the media. I think in terms of marketing the consumer version of the app moving forward, uh, our intent is to continue to add additional categories. I mentioned earlier that we're presently covering consumer electronics, toys, and health and fitness. I think what you'll see from us as we move throughout the year is that we'll add additional categories that are relevant throughout the calendar. However, in terms of, and, and, and I think, you know, from that perspective, we're, we're very content to provide this as a free service to, to consumers. As we think ahead to the business implications of this and the, uh, the capabilities of to provide up to two years worth of foresight for retailers and CPG companies, I think that's more where we see a commercial application, which would be fee-based, and we would offer that as a service model to retailers and CPG. The 2015 holiday season has just come to a close. I'm wondering, has there been enough time for you to determine whether your holiday predictions for shopper consuming trends were correct under the Watson Trend app? Well, I'm glad you asked, uh, and this is something we're really proud of, which is that when we launched the app on November 18th, which would have been right before the holiday season started, the number one trend that, that Watson Trend found was the Apple Watch. And when we launched, we was met with some skepticism, to be quite honest, because at that point in time, the Apple Watch was uh, deemed to have pretty sluggish sales year-to-date in 2015. However, as time has passed, what we've seen is that the Apple Watch had a uh, blockbuster day on, on Black Friday and throughout the Cyber Monday weekend and, uh, and had a really stellar holiday period. In fact, really surpassing other perhaps more well-thought-of wearables such as the Fitbit, which was much, much lower ranked on Watson Trend. And in fact, yesterday, there was a market reaction to Fitbit's results over the over the holiday season, and, and their, their stock were, was down pretty significantly. And so conversely, obviously, we're waiting for Apple to report its results, and that'll be great to see as well. But early indicators seem to point towards Apple having a very good uptake of their Apple Watch in 2015. In fact, some, some analysts have revised their estimates for full-year sales from 6 million units to 12 million units. They've doubled it. So we're, we're actively on the edge of our seat waiting for all the results to come through, but all of the early indicators point towards Watson Trend to be a really good forecasting engine for what is really on the hearts and minds of the consumer. When it comes to toys, I think you identified the Star Wars Lego set. It doesn't take a computer to predict that that was going to be a big one. But you also said Lego City and Friends looked like it was going to be hot. And I wondered, did you get that right? Or for that matter, did you get anything wrong? Uh, yeah, you know, on the Lego side, uh, the last year Lego became the number one toy maker in the world. And so as you're, you suspect, you know, so some of the, the insights, particularly at the top of the list, perhaps might be something that as humans, we can connect those dots relatively easily. But I will say that our predictions and what Watson Trend was, was forecasting was not only great sales for Star Wars Legos and for Lego Friends and Lego City, but, but also that they were going to sell out. Again, we're you know, waiting for the financial results 
from Lego to come through. But anecdotally, I will tell you that uh, before Christmas, my wife was in our local Target and she went down the, the Lego aisle and it was almost completely wiped out. And so, you know, anecdotally, it, it seems to confirm what uh, Watson Trend was, was showing there. And so we're really, really excited to see what the, uh, the retailer and uh, CPG results were for the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and to answer the second part of your question, so far, we have not seen anything that surprises us after looking at the Watson Trend prediction. If we look a few years down the line, let's imagine it's just a few years from now and we're saying, oh, yeah, the Watson Trend app, that was really nice for its time, but it's so primitive now. Uh, <laughs> what will be uh, the standard in, in a few years, and especially as it relates to demand forecasting, is this indeed the answer to bringing about a truly accurate demand forecasting model for brands, for retailers, for manufacturers in the long run? Social is absolutely a rich data source, and actually all digital conversations is a, is a rich data source. And so I, I would see for even over the next five-year time horizon that IBM's capabilities and even the capabilities of other companies will evolve as it relates to really mining the value out of these unstructured data sources. And so I do think it will continue to be uh, an ever-increasing valuable source of data for, uh, for supply chain and for demand, demand forecasting for marketers, for merchandisers, and, and for, for innovators. I think as we think forward a few years, really kind of what, where is this going, I think it goes even beyond demand forecasting. I alluded to this a bit before when I was talking about those moments of serendipity. Uh, what we see at IBM are these brand enthusiasts that long for just personalized interactions wow. with, with the brands that they buy. And I think that what we're going to see is that through Watson and through similar technologies, those moments of serendipity are going to be able to be engineered by design. And so I believe that ultimately we're going to be able to not only offer personalized engagement within the Watson Trend app, but even leverage those insights to create those personalized interactions wherever you go whether that be digitally or, or even in store. And so I think that's ultimately where the consumers want retailers to be, where they want their, their brands to be, and, uh, and ultimately where we're going to head from a supply chain and marketing technology. Well, it's certainly going to be exciting to find out. But uh, Justin Norwood, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today to introduce us to the Watson Trend app and a whole new, what looks to be a whole new generation of uh, predicting product popularity, consumer trends, demand forecasting, and beyond. So thanks very much for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for your time. That was my conversation with Justin Norwood, talking about IBM's new Watson Trend app and how it might transform product forecasting in the years to come. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com where he posts a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.